You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I'm not, I did not say, so hear me well, I did not say consuming hellfire. Because hellfire needs to be where it is. Because there are demons that need to go there. But I said consuming hell's fire. Can I tell you that there is, that hell also has its fire. Can I tell you that there's spirit? Can you hear me? Hell's fire. Hell fire, but not hell. The fire that hell releases. That one he shoots into your house. That one he shoots into your mind. That one he uses to oppress you. Is that hell fire? That fire from hell that must be consumed. So you're not playing. And for a long time, hell and the fire from Satan has been doing major havoc in our lives. And we've just said, oh, Ramoshe, oh, Lord. This is going wrong again, and that is going wrong again, and this is happening once more. The reason why hell breaks loose all the time, and we only cry about it, and once in a while, you know, we get victory here and there, is because the fire you are carrying is not enough to swallow his own fire. I spoke to us a couple of Sundays ago about fervent prayer. There is a level of prayer that we need to start praying. There is some fire that we need to start carrying. That when hell releases its fire, our fire consumes it. Amen. I think it is time we stop taking things easy. We wrestle not, period. You know, the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But unfortunately, some of us wrestle not. Period. It's time for us to begin to consume. Hallelujah. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. Amen. Deuteronomy 4.24. It tells us that he is a consuming fire and he's a jealous God. In other words, anything in your life. Any fire that has been released in your household, listen to me, I'm talking to you this morning. Any fire that has been released, unleashed into your household, any profane fire that is burning and having a filled day in your household, there is this God that I serve. He's a jealous God. He does not take strange fires lightly. And so if there has been a profane fire, a strange fire that has been blazing in your household, it is time for it to be consumed. Because our God is a consuming fire. This is a time you need to know. I don't care how hectic the fire has been. I want to announce to you this morning that that fire is inferior to the consuming fire of God. The fire of God is by far superior to that fire. So no matter how it has been raging, 
it must be consumed this morning. It must be swallowed up this morning. Amen. For your fire, you know, you need to realize, I'm trying not to go back to the other Sunday, but I was saying to us in Revelation where the Bible talks about our prayers going up as incense, amen? And it mixes with the fire from the altar. And then when it is released on the earth, lightnings and thunderings and earthquakes begin to happen. Listen to me this morning. I need you to know that there is a kind of fire. You don't just sit back and say, you know, my God is a consuming fire. (laughs) And he will consume. And you do nothing. There needs to be that fire from you. That will connect with the fire from the altar. That will release some drastic results. Listen to me. If you do not offer anything with fire, it's not acceptable. So those casual prayers that you have been praying that carry nothing, it's just a waste of your time. I just need to tell you that. Your, your prayer life needs to be fiery because the Bible tells you that it is the red hot, the effect of the fervent prayer of the righteous that avails much. So a prayer life that has no fire, a prayer life that is not hot, will be waiting for consuming fire. And the enemy's fire will keep raging. Isn't it time for you to wake up? Oh, I'm waking up. It's time for me to wake up. It is time for us to say, enough of this fire. (laughs) Amen. Enough of this fire that is burning in my body. There's some strange fires that are burning. There's some ugly fires that are burning. There's some things happening inside us. And those are hindrances. There's certain things that unless you deal with them, unless they die, unless they be consumed, you will not see the Lord. You will not see the things that the Lord is saying to you. As I said, it was in the day that King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. Was the Lord not seated all this time? Was there no God? He was right there. But until somebody died, and I'm not killing anyone here, but I'm saying that thing within you, that profane fire, that, on, that fire that is burning, that you know should not be there, but you can't help it. That is the very fire that is making a mockery of you lifting up your voice and saying, consume every contrary fire. Because it's saying, how is the contrary fire going to consume another contrary fire. You are confusing me here. Which one do you want to be consumed? But today you can begin to stand and you can say, set me on fire, Lord. Set me on fire. That any other fire that is raging in my body, Listen, whether it is lust, whether it is unforgiveness, whether it is anger, anger is such, you know, it's the kind of fire that causes you to kill someone. When you think, I can never, you hear people that killed someone else, and you're thinking, I can never do this. When the enemy begins to turn up the fire, the very fire he's lit in you, you'll be amazed that you can do wonders. 
it's time for you to get on fire. Amen. Amen. We need to deal with some strange fires. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to read Exodus chapter 7. Wow. Exodus chapter 7, verse 8 to 12. I can't. All right. Eyes are not seen. 8 to 12. Listen, I am reading scriptures I know you know, but listen attentively because we need to pray some dangerous prayers. Can I hear you say an amen? amen. Even your amen must have fire. Amen. At some point, you might need to stand up. Amen. And then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, when Pharaoh speaks to you saying, show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall. Say to Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh and, di- and, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and sorcerers, so of Egypt like manner with their enchantments. Verse 12. For every man threw down his rod, and they became became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rod. Aaron cast his rod, according to the word of the Lord, and by his command, and when, what happened? It turned to a serpent. When it turned to a serpent, this guy said, that's not a big deal. I also have people that carry something. And I will show you that you are not the only one that knows how to do certain things. Let me tell you, the devil has some power. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be deceived. He has some power. He can do certain things. And so they cast him down, and he turned to serpents as well. And I'm sure Pharaoh was like, uh-huh, what's the point? What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to prove with that little thing you are saying? What are you trying to prove? You, you, you sit back and you're talking, my God would do this. What are you trying to prove? I can do greater things. What are you trying to do? Oh, you can heal, I can also heal. What are you trying to do? This is why we're being deceived now. Because all sorts of false prophets and teachers are, are, are working some wonders. And that's why people are being deceived because things are happening. But isn't it about time? Isn't it about time that your rod begins to swallow up some serpents? Isn't it about time? That those things, the enemy proving a point, you know. Uh, I'm trying, I think it was Pumi or someone who shared a testimony uh, about being, I think it was you were sick or something, there was uh, a, um, a condition. And then at some point you, you, you didn't want to share it because it was like the enemy was saying <laughs> it could come back. Yeah, it could come back. Don't share, don't say anything. Just be quiet because I will come back. Be Be quiet. Because I have power to return with this sickness. I have power to deal with you. So be quiet. 
if Pumi had known at that time, because at some point you were quiet, wasn't it? <laughs> Let me just respect myself and be quiet. <laughs> yeah, because I want to keep this miracle. You imagine negotiating with the enemy. He says, be quiet. You said, I better, you know, you know, let me be on his good boo. All right? Imagine if he had said, if you speak, if you testify, huh, I will release the sickness again. And Pumi or any one of us here had said, bring it on. Bring it on. I will not only be healed of this infirmity, I will locate anyone you are possessed with this same infirmity and I will make sure that that sickness is swallowed. There are certain things we need to begin to tell the enemy. He's threatening you. You get up from there. (laughs) You wake up and you, you go on a higher level. I've told you guys this story, and it's a very, it's not so important right now, but let me just repeat it. I I told you, I remember a time when uh, I was trusting the Lord for for a place to stay. That was way back in Cape Town. I'd been trusting the Lord, and then I I believed him for this place in Sabran Park. Now, Sabran Park, there's no big deal about Sabran Park. It's not like I was asking him for Constantia or somewhere. Are you following Bishop Scott? I wasn't asking him for that. I just said, just give me... Just here, <laughs> all right? It was a nice enough house. And I remember praying, and when I got up, there was a mirror right there, and I looked at myself, and the enemy, the devil just spoke to me. He says, you, Sebran Park, you, that house, you better relax in this place where you are. You know what I did? <laughs> I looked at myself again, and I went back on my knees, and I said, you know what? I don't want Sebram Park anymore. Yeah. I, I don't want it anymore. Yeah. I'm going higher. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't go to Bishop Scott. I said, I want Clement Upper. Yeah. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. The enemy threatens you sometimes. <laughs> and when he threatens you, you don't negotiate. You don't play ball. Yeah. When he threatens you and you know who you are and what you're carrying... I had a lady many years back who rushed to me. If I see her today, I probably wouldn't know her because someone, you know, connected her, told her to see, passed over, you know, and I don't know the person up till now. And this lady came and she was dying. She says they were about to repossess her house and she's going to kill herself. I said, repossessing your house, how does it connect with your dying? You know, those are small, small fires. Yeah. And that's how I saw it. Like, they're repossessing you and you are dying. <laughs> she says, I would... She's never seen me before. She threw herself on the floor. She said, I would die today. <laughs> I would die. I said, you die in your house. <laughs> you don't die here. <laughs> if you came here, you came here for help. Yes. Right? So I started ministering to her. <laughs> and when I saw her faith was being built up. I said to her, listen to me. They want to take your house. Where is your house? She says, Country View. I said, Country View is lovely, isn't it? But then I was in Blue Valley. And I said to her, Country View is lovely, but uh, don't you like Blue Valley? (laughs) Hello? I said, don't you prefer Blue Valley? (laughs) I'm telling you a true account of what happened. 
And she's like, I said, if the devil wants country view, give it to him. Leave him with country view. And let us now drive out. And you will point out a house you like. And we will take our shoes off. And we will stand there and we will possess that house. Provided it's not somebody living in there. You know, you don't do things like that. It is a house that is maybe for rent or something. She said, okay. She, she was on fire. She was on fire. She says, okay, okay, pastor. Her faith had really grown just in that short time. And I said, let us pray. And we knelt down. And we prayed. And we prayed. And I said, Lord, I told her, I said, God can give you back this house. But I don't want you to be threatened by Satan. I don't want him to, I don't want you to ever feel as if, oh, I have to negotiate with him. I said, if you want to leave that one, upgrade. Show him that you are of higher quality than he is. Show him that this thing he's messing with is nothing. Are you following? There's a way you need to respond to that guy. And so while we were praying, as we finished praying, the moment, now this lady, her husband wasn't, um, well, she was uh, separated and she had a daughter as well. And daughter had been trying to get money from the, uh, her office so that she could help out. But they were not giving her anything. Her husband had, ex-husband had said, don't even contact me. And so as soon as I said amen, in fact, I was still in the spirit, you know. And her phone rang. And she goes, she saw the number and she made a face. And she goes, hello. <laughs> hello. So I'm looking at her and she goes. Her eyes kept getting wider and wider and wider. And then she put down the phone. And what did she say? Pastor, the devil doesn't want me to live in Blue Valley. Are you following? <laughs> She said, Pastor, the devil does not want me to live in Blue Valley. I said, what, what do you mean? She says, that was my husband. He just called and said, every money you need for that house, I release it. Are, are you following? Oh, so when she told Satan, take the house, Satan was like, okay, I repent. And then... While we're at it, she got another phone call. It was her daughter. The lady who had been trying to get funding from the office for so long, suddenly that same morning, at that time, they gave her money. Enough. So she had money coming from, Satan was like releasing everybody. Go, you, run. Go and bring the money because this one is not on my level. Maybe he was saying, I know that woman. She has done it before. In, I can never forget in Cape Town yeah. where she rejected Sebran Park just because I just said one small thing. I didn't even say much. Yeah. I only said you, Sebran Park, and she dumped Sebran Park and she decided she wanted something better. Listen to me. There is a fire that you carry that is superior. It is superior. It is superior to whatever fire the enemy is burning. And until you recognize that what you carry is greater by far, until you recognize if you're walking with God, 
and you are spending time with him and his nature is in you, then you would recognize that I carry the consuming fire. When you recognize that you carry the consuming fire, when all those fires, those little things that are happening around you, when they begin to happen, you just release a greater fire. So now, <laughs> when Pharaoh decided, my guy can do this, my guys even can do this, and they released their own rods and serpents, the rod of Moses or the serpent that was released from the rod of Moses, did what? Swallowed. He consumed them. It showed them in Nigeria, we say, power pass power. Amen. Amen. It shows there, is, there are levels of power. And when my rod can consume your rod, it shows you that my power, it pass your power. Amen. Somebody say, my power, my power. it pass, it pass. Your power. You've just spoken broken English. <laughs> and you need to let the enemy know that. When he releases some fire, when he releases some rubbish in your home, in your house, listen to me. When those things begin to happen, you need to say, ah, Satan, my fire, it passed your own fire. Oh. That's not the time to be sophisticated. You tell my, my power. The greater one is in me. The one who lives in me is able to consume you with his eyes closed. What nonsense. Then you rise up and you begin to call on the fire of the Lord. And you say, every contrary fire, every profane fire, everything that is burning in this house, you, that is not permitted to be in this house, but you have been burning for a while, be consumed in the name of Jesus. It is time for them to be consumed. You may think it's just a small fire, but a characteristic of fire is the ability to spread. So if you started off in a small corner in your home and you did not do anything about it, uh, he takes over. When you give him a foothold, uh, he says, please, I just want one, le- just one foothold to just stand in your house. Only a foothold. And you say, well, you, you can't be comfortable like that for longer. Wait. When you, he gets a foothold, he takes over. So if you do not do anything about the fire that is burning in your house right now, it will become something else. So it is time for you to rise up. No more pity parties. We have cried. We have cried. But it's time for you to be on fire. And it's time for you to rise up and say, let the fire of God consume every contrary fire. Every profane fire, every fire that is burning, uh, every fire bringing destruction, every fire bringing anything that is contrary to the power of God, to the word of God, to the promises of God, I command you, be consumed uh, in the name of Jesus. It is time. It is time. It is time for you to rise up. And begin to say, you fire, you profane fire, you've caused me to cry long enough. I will no longer accommodate you. 
Listen to me. If that fire is burning in your body, I will not accommodate you in this body anymore. I will not accommodate you in the name of Jesus. I command you to be consumed in the name of Jesus. Be consumed in the name of Jesus. It is time. It is time. You must be on fire to consume. My God, my God, my God. I realized something. The Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. When he comes in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard. I realized something. In Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, I think it's verse 7, or the other way around, where it says that many waters cannot quench love. I then realized something, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, when many waters come in, it's not able to quench the fire that I carry. The Bible says it cannot quench what? Love. When he comes in, many waters, no matter how the water is, you know what is incredible? Normally, water swallows fire. Where have you heard that water, that fire was burning, and you were pouring water, and the more water you poured, the more the fire grew? What, what, what is that? What is that? <laughs> but the Bible is saying to you that many waters, it doesn't matter the flow, it doesn't matter how the enemy comes in. It says it's not able to quench love. That tells me that love is a fire. And it tells me that for as long as you are not walking in love, you will not carry fire. That's why I said the fire of hatred, the fire of unforgiveness, all the different kinds of fire that rage within you. If you don't deal with it, you will not be able to walk in the fire that cannot be quenched. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me? It is time for you to allow yourself to enter. You know, it's like you enter into this fire with the Lord. And let him consume you. Let him refine you. Whatever it is you are carrying that will not allow you to function and to see the Lord as you are supposed to see him. It needs to be dealt with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I'm remembering? Hallelujah. I think I'm going to look for it. I think it's 1 Kings, hey, chapter 18. About Elijah. 1 Kings 18. Do I? Okay. 1 Kings 18:38. Come for. 1838, okay. Go, um, I don't want to read the whole, no, no, no. 
All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Uh, 1 Kings 18.30 says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering. Now you know the story. <laughs> Elijah and the prophet of Baal. The prophets. They were trying to show the one who can call down fire. Amen. It says, The God that answers by what? He is God. So those guys did everything in their power, but fire did not come down. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant and that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it did what? I cannot hear you. And it licked up the water. Fire that is leaking water. Fire that is able to lick up the water. Are you following? In other words, the fire or the water that has gathered around you. Are you following? There is a kind of fire that you carry that will begin to lick it up. Suck it all up. Clear it up. Amen. He says, when the God who answers by fire answers you... It doesn't matter how the enemy came in, whether it was like a flood, whether it was he came to cause you to drown. The Bible says in that same uh, Songs of Solomon, he says the floods cannot drown it. Whether he came with floods to drown you, the fire that you carry somebody is able to lick up the flood that he sent into your life. There are levels. There are levels. I am seeing that I can carry the kind of fire that will be leaking stuff, man. I'm seeing that the kind of fire I can begin to walk in and carry now. It doesn't matter the level of the flood. It doesn't matter the level of water. It doesn't matter the level of chaos. Are you following I, I, I know that the kind of fire that I walk in, that I carry, is able to lick it all up. Amen. It is time. I keep telling you, it is time. Yeah. What is it time for? It is time for you to get on fire. Yeah. It is time for you to begin to carry fire. Yeah. It is time for the fire of the Lord to overwhelm you. Are you following? Where you are so on fire for him that anything that comes your way, it is licked up by the fire. Come on, stand to your feet and let's just pray for a few minutes and we'll get back. This is a a meeting where there's going to be a lot of praying. Amen. Set me on fire. Listen to me. You need fire. You need his fire. You need his fire. And so I want you to ask, set me on fire, O God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.